Greetings, this is Terry Mardi, and this is a spontaneous Terry Mardi podcast. I haven't podcasted in a long time, and I make no excuse for that. But I wanted to share something with you today. For your information, the volume of this podcast will remain consistent throughout. So for those interested in ASMR, this may or may not be appealing for you. I want to talk to you about our inner worlds, our inner verse, the parts of us within inside of our thoughts that we access, perhaps just before we lay our head on the pillow or the moment just before our eyelids touch. When we are all alone, who are we? Who are we being? When we allow our consciousness to take the reins of our breathing from our subconsciousness and start to breathe more consciously, who are we observing from within? What are we noticing in the garden of ourselves? Life to me is not a road. Life to me is a garden. You go in and you leave through the same gate. Life itself is valuable based on what we noticed whilst we're in that garden. So what is it that we are observing whilst in the garden? How much of it are we truly observing and absorbing? Take it all in. There is no guarantee that it will last for another moment. So take it all in. Breathe in life. Inhale everything it has to offer. And if that scares you in any way, because what you consider to be your life is traumatic in this very moment, then keep listening. Because one of the things that I want to just remind you of is that you have the power to decide and to choose what it is that you're observing. Is it not true that those people who use the senses of sight are using the eyes that are embedded into their own eye sockets? And is it not true that those eye sockets don't allow for your eyes to turn 180 degrees inward and see anything within? The eyes themselves do not see anything inside us. They simply observe what's happening outside of us, like cameras, like CCTV. Well, the, where the real observation happens is internally, somewhere else. Some call this a third eye. Now let's use this third eye. This thing that helps us see visuals in our mind before they happen. 
Hear melodies in our head before they are composed. Imagine worlds that are superior to the ones that we live in and cause us to innovate. Let's use that eye to join me as we go deeper. Now to me, calmness creates space for the focus of that vision of that third eye to be much clearer. We all have third eyes, but some of them are blurry AF. Some of us need a prescription sunglass to put over our eye because we are blinded by what we see and it's so out of focus. But blinded by what? Our environment? I've heard that one before. People saying that they can't do things because the way they live or the place they live is too turbulent. But what I hear is, yes, you do live in a turbulent place. We all do. Even the forest in its calmest of days is turbulent to something or someone. There are struggles happening even in a calm forest. Perhaps a three-legged, four-legged creature, someone trying to climb a tree is having a hard day because they injured themselves. It's a calm forest. What are you complaining about? That's what we'd say, right? But to that person, that challenge is significant. To that creature, we cannot say that their challenge is not significant. In the same way, we cannot look at someone else's struggle and say, in any relative way, that that is lesser or more than ours. Struggle is struggle. If you feel it, you have it. To me, it's quite binary. Whether that's you getting out of bed, or whether that's you resisting torture in a severe battlefield. The struggle is in the mind. Pain is real. There are pain receptors that tell us it's real. Those receptors are feeding information to the brain which is translating for us to, in any normal condition, to withdraw from that situation. But suffering and struggle, these are ideas. The idea to prolong and live in that pain for longer than we actually need to. Now, there are many, many books written on these things, and many people will disagree with the things that I'm saying, but that's okay. Does that stop me from wanting to share the ideas? No. Because my intention is what matters. Now, what is your intention when you are struggling? What is your intention when you're suffering? Now, if you have a real intention to get out of that suffering, then you absolutely will. But if you've not considered your intention to get out, then chronic suffering happens. Suffering that's never-ending, that feels like it's been going on for lives and lives and lives. The difference is your will to want to get out. And it's really as simple as cracking open a door and letting one second of light in. A little slither of it. After all, we know it only takes one small candle to light up an entire cave.
Darkness is the absence of light. That's all it is. Remind yourself that you have light within you. That you are made of light. You were born against all the odds. One in a million sperms swam and fertilized the egg. And here you are. You are the light. Now, before the ego kicks in, let me interrupt by saying that everyone is like this. Everybody is light. Every living creature is that miracle. These worlds within worlds within worlds within us, the emotional world, the fearful world, the loving world, the world that looks forward and projects into the future, the world that looks back, the world that's living in the present, that's experiencing. Everything is happening. Now I visualize this like a spiral. In my mind's eye, we are living in the one line that is a spiral. Now if you look at a spiral, and you start in the center of it, and you scroll and rotate and circulate your writing utensil outwards and outwards and outwards in a clockwise or anti-clockwise manner, you will start to see what look like circles. But they are not circles. It is just one line. We are all somewhere in this one line at any given point. The illusion is, if we escape from ourselves and have a bird's eye view and we change our perspective, that, oh, there's multiple circles here. And I need to join that circle, or I need to join that circle. I'm not part of that circle, I'm not part of that circle. The reality is, you are the circle. Because you are in that one line. Your consciousness, your subconsciousness, your reality, or realities, all exist in this one line. You can travel through it like a mouse in a maze and know that you can go in any direction. You can go inward or outward. Everyone else is in the same place, but it's not congested because we don't have 3D matter in this world. There are no spatial issues. Those are 3D reality world issues. The things I'm talking about are fifth dimension ideas. These are, they take as much space as feelings do. Feelings, if you think about it, if you were to put feelings on a scale, how heavy are they really? But sometimes they feel heavy to us. Why? Why is it that you can have a heavy feeling or a light feeling? Is it pressure? Is it a phys physical volumetric weight? Why do we even want to measure feelings in the first place? We all know we want to be lighter. So what's weighing us down? What can we do with those heavier feelings? I say exhale them. Exhale them. 
It's that simple. You let go of them. Hold on to the helium light balloons that help you float. And let go of the lead blimps that are weighing you down. It sounds like this is some kind of joke that what just letting go of them we forget about them well don't be confused that's just your memory working and that memory is in the mind the mind is processing thoughts and all your thinking happens in your head in your brain if you're having any logical thoughts at this point it's all happening in your brain so that's your mind and of course we know that your mind exists within the body but your mind also lives outside of your body because you can imagine things way beyond yourself that's why we have fantasy films and fantasy books and ideas of magic and when we're children we can be invisible the body can't be invisible but we can create invisibility what is it that's creating the invisibility then? A child, in its mythical state, will bury its head under a pillow and think that it can't see you, so you can't see him. All children are capable of doing this. It's where the game peekaboo comes from. You can't see me, that means I can't see you. But we grow and evolve out of that state. But you can choose how quickly you go back into that state if you wish to. There is use for that state. The other thing to consider is the soul. The soul and the brain and the mind have nothing in common. So, if you reach into your mind and you pull down all of the energy of the 86,000 thoughts you're experiencing in your head, and you literally just pull them down into your heart space. You end up sort of doing this boy band dance move where you grasp what's in your head and you pull it down to your chest. You may have seen many boy bands do this. It's symbolic. In the soul space, we do not operate from a place of logic. We operate from a deeper feeling. We operate from a very different way of approaching things. If you've ever been conflicted between your mind and your heart, it is because you recognize that they are not the same. Your memory operates from your mind. It is trying to protect you from things. It is trying to make your life easier. Remember, no human invention has been created to make our lives harder. Washing machines, cars, and everything in between it's designed to make lives more convenient. And those are the best sellers. Everybody wants to save time. Ironically, in the soul space, there is no concept of time. We do not measure anything in the soul space. There is no logic to be applied. We don't think about things. We just be. It's where comfort lives. It's where calm relaxation lives. Move into your soul at any point you wish to. 
You don't have to live in your head. You don't have to even live in your body. I would urge you to look after it though. It's the only one you have. And I would urge you to also live within your soul and live with soul. Living a soulless life is not going to be as enjoyable as those that live a soulful life. So you could be more mindful, more caring of your body and more soulful. These are things that you would all probably nod your head and agree with. But do we do it? Are we looking into each of these three worlds within us? Into the world of our mind, the world of our body, the world of our soul. Using three very different techniques to explore each of them. And perhaps in future podcasts I can talk to you about how I do it. The environment will keep changing, but you are the one consistent. You are the candle in the dark cave. Always remember that. You are love. Love and light to you both. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was just a random thought. Just waxing lyrical off the top of my head. I wanted to share with you before I venture out and carry out the deeds that I have to do for the rest of the day. I hope you experience a beautiful bliss wherever you go. Access the love that you are and shine it upon everybody that you meet. Wherever you are, be well.